Hey, what's happening? Thursday, October 28th. It's almost Halloween. But every day is Halloween in the Democratic Party. Looks like every every day there is like the Star Wars bar scene, as Rush Limbaugh used to say. My God. Just a circus show. A fantastic one for those of you on my side of life, because there are two sides. It's us versus them. There's no bipartisanship that I'm interested in. This is a culture war and we have to win. And um, I talked to you Tuesday. It's, you know, a couple days later, watching some interesting news. And I'm very excited about what's going on in the latest poll in Virginia. So if you're just tuning in right now, it's about 5 p.m. Pacific. We're going to talk about that poll. We're going to talk about how so many more perverts are Democrats. Right. I just feel like we need to call it for what it is. It's the pervert party, cross-dressing, sexual assault in bathrooms, teachers getting lap dances by boys at a high school assembly in Kentucky. Um, And all the media can do is talk about how scared of Trump we should be, who basically releases a statement every week. But has been doing well with regard to one particular candidate he's endorsed, Glenn Youngkin, in Virginia. And he is still the Republican kingmaker when he endorses somebody for a Republican nomination. Everybody wants it. If you want to win in an election in 2022, you're going to need Donald Trump's endorsement as a Republican, bottom line. And of course, this election in Virginia might end up being a referendum on Donald Trump. Maybe every Republican election right now will be a referendum on Donald Trump, and I think I'm okay with that. And there's just so many things going on. We'll start with that. We got an Alec Baldwin update. New Mexico is going to go after somebody criminally. Um, Ireland has an interesting COVID outbreak, and I've heard some things about the UK as well um, regarding vaccinated patients and hospitalizations for, you know, be reminded that there are different vaccines. And from the beginning, the AstraZeneca vaccine, which is the British vaccine, it was from Oxford, has had some issues. At one point, they pulled it um, and they fell way behind. The UK did the rest of Europe. But I don't think that vaccine is as effective as the others, if you're into the vaccine. I had the Pfizer. It's worked for me. I've been around people with COVID and didn't have an issue. Um, I think it worked. I don't know. I don't give a shit anymore. I'm just not interested in COVID. It's not a factor for me. It's not a part of my life because I want to be a winner. I think COVID's for losers now. I think being afraid of COVID's for losers. And so let's talk about Virginia because I've been hesitant to get too excited about Glenn Youngkin's prospects there only because we've been duped before. Now, when I say duped, I'm talking about 2020, Donald Trump. I'm not talking about, I don't want anybody else thinking about this. I don't want anybody to think I'm referring to the California recall. That wasn't an election. That wasn't so much about ideology and it was shady, but it was about a recall. And a lot of people voted against the recall, which kept Newsom in, in office because they don't like the idea of a recall. And it's probably a little too easy to initiate a recall in the state of California, admittedly. So it's just an, an idea that's gained unpopularity. And this is California. Did over 60% of the, 
of the people who voted in the recall vote against it, I don't buy it. I don't. So, of course, we know how Democrats are. We know about vote harvesting. And we know they have no morals on a day-to-day basis, but are even worse when they're in a corner. And right now, according to this Fox News poll, and Fox News polls are good, and this is of likely voters, Yunkin has not only polled ahead of the punk Terry McAuliffe, he's polling 53% to McAuliffe's 45. In the history of election polls, and we are less than a week away, that election is next Tuesday. Early voting's done. Someone with an eight-point lead has it all but in the bag. But we are, different, we are dealing with a different Democrat these days. And so I'm back and forth. I'm extremely excited. If I had to call the election, I'd probably call it for Yunkin. Now, if you make me, I'm going to say he's going to win. Because we've also seen things that just show how desperate the Democrats and Terry McAuliffe have been. They brought Obama out. They had Dave Matthews. They had Biden out there, which they had to. And it was funny to see McAuliffe standing behind him, doing his damnedest to look like he was excited when Biden was stumbling through some statement that people cannot decipher, which is about 30 to 40 percent of what Joe Biden says, and probably about the same amount, same percentage of his town hall he did last week. But he's had all these events, and the recent ones There was one today where there were more reporters than attendees at the McAuliffe event. While Yunkin has had a steady, steady, packed house, anywhere from 500 to 2,000 people, depending on where his bus stopped. And there have been reports from the field, people swearing. When they call in shows like Hannity, they call in the, you know, anything on The Patriot, the station on on Sirius XM, People are talking about areas like Arlington, where they don't see anything but Yunkin signs. And it's hard to believe in areas like Arlington, it's kind of like Charlotte, North Carolina, and other very liberal areas that were in states that were once solid red. But these liberal population masses, these guilty white people in their Burberry, have been voting Democrat because they're just insecure idiots. And it's what they were told to do in their useless university programs a few years ago. And so now they're voting for a better tomorrow or whatever bullshit they say. They can never be specific about what that means. But you're seeing Yunkin signs because independence, which I've got to hand it to people that, that can actually be an independent. I'm so far right, Genghis Khan would blush. But independence, God love you, they are really concerned about what's going on in schools, and in particular, Loudoun County, you probably heard the story where a cross-dressing freak allowed to go to the girls' restroom, yes, a boy in a dress, raped a girl. And he was already in, in under investigation for a different sexual assault accusation. There are letters between the school board and the school discussing how to basically cover up and keep it quiet. The father, who did basically what I would do, showed up to a Loudoun County School Board member and snapped. He tried to keep it together. He's not a small guy. And, of course, they treated him like he was a criminal. I mean, slammed him down, arrested him, and his daughter was raped. Now, 
It's very interesting because there's another case, and this is a little tidbit about Terry McAuliffe. He worked for a law firm. His law firm that he is partnered with now is defending a school board against a woman suing the school board because she was raped when she was a student. She's an adult now. This happened when she was in middle school. And it didn't just happen on one day. She was bullied, she was burned, she was beat up, and then finally gang-raped. That's right, gang-raped at a Virginia public school. Terry McAuliffe's firm, the firm he is a partner at, he might just be associate, but he is a lawyer and he is a piece of shit and he is at this firm, is defending the school board. And they are trying to, in pretrial motions, to get this woman to be forcibly identified because right now she is suing under the protection of anonymity. Terry McAuliffe and his team of fuckhead lawyers are adamantly trying to force her to identify herself, a victim. They're sick people, they're hypocrites, and we need to fucking destroy them. Period. The end. And don't try to interpret that, assholes out there, as meaning anything but in the ballot box. Okay? I got your emails. You pencil neck fucks. Keep it up. I love it. You're never going to find out who I am. You're not. You're not going to dox me. All right? And if someday you do, I don't give a shit. You think I do this because I'm living paycheck to paycheck? Give it your best. Go after it. The Twitter exchanges are fun. Keep it up. I want you to do more. Work harder. Give me more rent-free space in your tiny head. But answer me this. Is Terry McAuliffe an advocate for women? Because don't tell me he has to work for that law firm. Don't tell me he has to be part of that. So this is the guy that's running for governor who's already been governor of Virginia. And we all know if he wasn't a Democrat, that story about what he's doing to that woman who was repeatedly assaulted and gang raped as a child, we know that the media would have that story front and center everywhere in our faces if he was a Republican. So, hey, media, fuck you too. They are the enemy, as Trump said. Trump was right. I can't today, looking back, think of anything he said ideologically that was wrong. I can't find an example. Now, I'm not spending hours on it. Maybe I can. There was stuff I doubted or wasn't sure of. I won't do it again. There's some behavioral things I'd like him to change. I don't think he should fight every fight. But who am I to tell Donald Trump what to do? And I'm telling you right now, it's a lock and guarantee that he is going to be the Republican nominee for president in 2024 if Glenn Youngkin defeats Terry McAuliffe on Tuesday. And this poll shows me there's something to all of the anecdotal evidence we're seeing, like signs, like rallies, because we've seen that before. We've seen it before. And keep in mind, the Democrats, liberals, are so invested in being correct about the deadly COVID that they are afraid of it. They make themselves and their children and their students, these sickos, afraid of something that is really not a risk, risk to any of them, especially now. So why, why am I saying that? I did think maybe these rallies are empty because of all of the 
martyr, martyr-like championing of safety that the covidiots are so invested in. And when they're all liberals and they're all going to vote for Terry McAuliffe. So we don't want to read it too much into rally attendance. Obviously, Trump slaughtered Biden in that to a point where, yeah, COVID was a factor, but it was just really something to see how few people showed up to anything Biden held. And McAuliffe is having the same result. And Obama gave just a dumb appearance. And in the face of somebody finding out their daughters were raped, and there's potentially other cases, and it was covered up by a school board in the state where Obama was speaking, he looks like a real asshole accusing Yunkin of trumping up a culture war and basically saying, you know, paraphrasing, but it's all BS. Yeah, Barry, you got two daughters, you piece of shit. And a cross-dressing wife. But on paper, you have three women in your life, technically. So don't tell me somebody upset about a sexual assault being covered up in a Loudoun County school is BS. What a... What a, what a punk. Always has been. Arrogant punk. And the beauty of this election right now in Virginia, it is Trump versus Obama. They were talking about Trump doing a rally. He won't now. He's not, he, he doesn't want, he doesn't want to throw this off. He's got a big ego. Let's be real. He doesn't want to be associated if Yunkin loses. And now that Yunkin is pulling this far ahead, don't mess with it. Don't help energize the left. There was light talk of him maybe going out there Sunday or Monday. He said, see you soon. Yunkin wins. There is going to be a Yunkin-Trump rally that'll knock your tits off in the state of Virginia in the coming weeks. Don't you doubt it. And if Yunkin wins, the Republicans will be on fire. They will be emboldened. They will be a strong minority party, and it will only be a matter of time. Mark my words that they will take the Senate and the House back in 2022. It's over. Biden knows it. They can feel it. Wait until those campaigns get started. And there's there's really, look at what Biden's trying to do with his budget. And what happened today is hilarious. And we're going to talk about it. It's just not going to be something that's going to have any juice lasting more than a couple days. And so be excited. I was nervous. A couple days ago, nervously excited. Now I'm pumped about Virginia. This is a massive, massive opportunity. And a guy like Yunkin can come in there. And by the time that first day he's inaugurated, come January, it might be sooner for governors. I don't know. But that day when it comes, he can end all kinds of restrictions. And he could he can appoint, he can work with his um, state assembly and he can mandate an audit of the school boards, of the school system. He can start putting a light of day on this BS that parents are upset about. And it was amazing yesterday to see Merrick Garland, your attorney general, failed Obama Supreme Court nominee. He got absolutely torn apart by the Republicans in the Judiciary Committee. I mean, torn to pieces about the letter from the DOJ outlining the 13 federal felony level charges in a threatening way to parents who are taking on school boards. 
Garland had the balls to deny knowing about the letter. First, he was saying he had nothing to do with it, that it came from a state attorney in Montana. Now, of course, every Republican that questioned him, Josh Hawley did the best. They're basically saying, hey, you're the top dog. How, how dare you not take responsibility? Okay, let's for a second give that to Merrick Garland. That letter that was based on a school board, National School Board Association letter that has since been retracted, that school board association has now pulled that letter back and apologized for it. That was the basis Merrick Garland's DOJ sent that letter out detailing federal charges over parents, basically what they're doing is arguing with their school boards. Yeah, there have been a couple threats. You should read the Matt Gates voicemail threat he got in January. They're just now getting after that guy. Talking about bullets in his kids. Talking about killing him. But some parents have made some generic threats. Very few. This was mostly a shot over the bow of parents who dared to express anger and expect accountability from their schools. How dare they? So Merrick Garland's DOJ really stepped in it because they acted on a letter that was a big mistake and has been admitted to be a mistake by the National School Board Association. Now he's out there. This letter's out there. Okay, Merrick, you didn't write it. Okay, you're a shitty leader. You're not running the, D- the Department of Justice as you should. The letter went out, went out without you knowing. That was like a, a week and a half ago, and Garland still pretended to not know what was in the letter. What kind of dolt attorney general hasn't opened up the Google machine and looked up what this letter says that has people so angry. I can tell you he's a liberal and he doesn't give a damn. He doesn't care about you or what anyone thinks. And Ted Cruz called him out because of his appointment confirmation just a few months ago, Merrick Garland talked about how he wouldn't allow the DOJ to be politicized. And he has, and he's this weak sounding old man who pulls kind of a Robert Mueller acting as if he's not sure and unclear. Dude, you're the man. You wanted the fucking job. Grow a pair and answer the questions. Uh, uh, uh. That's basically what he did the whole time. And if it wasn't for that idiot Maisie Hirono, the senator from Hawaii, getting down on her knees and blowing air into his raft, Merrick Garland wouldn't have had a friend in the room, wouldn't have had anyone to even help him. Cindy Blumenthal tried. Cory Booker got on a soapbox, made it all about him. Cory Booker, it will always be about the struggles that I don't believe he grew up living with. But if you talk to Cory Booker, you hear him. He's George Floyd and all those other, air quotes, victims wrapped into one. He's really lived the struggle. And he somehow wove that into his defense of the DOJ letter that did threaten parents. But see, you're not allowed to be a victim unless you're a liberal. So the DOJ doesn't care that thousands of parents interpreted that letter as a threat, that hundreds of media outlets that you and I interpreted as a threat. They don't care. You don't get to be a victim if you're conservative. You don't get to be a victim if you disagree with them. They don't give a shit what happens to you. I don't think they would care about a conservative woman being assaulted. I really don't. I don't care. If Ann Coulter were assaulted, there would be no help from her from the left. They're sick people. Trump drove them over the edge. It's a disease, and COVID was a good combo for them, too, to go completely Looney Tunes, and they're never going to get better. There's no dealing with them. There's no compromise. There's no 
Republican Party 2.0 that I talked about the other night, that that goofball Duncan, lieutenant governor from Georgia, is trying to do. Go away, okay? Your Republican Party 2.0 will have nothing to do with Glenn Youngkin's victory next week. Now, of course, why am I a little nervous when they say that? I, I'm not nervous because I do not, I'm not saying I'm nervous because I'm worried about Youngkin losing in a fair election. The problem with this poll from Fox News is it is a massive warning shot to the left. Do you think that they heard it and went, oh man, we're in trouble? Wasn't our year. I guess the voters want something else. These arrogant scumbags will never, ever say that. They are mobilizing right now behind the scenes. There are phone calls, texts going out. They are emptying the red light districts with volunteers right now. Okay? The alphabet soup people are tying on their pink boots. They are going to hit the streets, and you're going to see a voter, air quotes, registration movement. That's what they're going to call it. There is going to be a massive, massive operation. Now, the Republicans are going full tilt there, too. And they're going in. They, they've got the resources to go into areas that are blue, that supported Biden. There's energy on the Republican Party side. Do not doubt what the Democrats are going to be willing to do. They have made this a bellwether election. And they desperately need it. They cannot afford to lose this. They know what this means. If Terry McAuliffe, former chair of the Democratic Party, former governor of Virginia, loses to an outsider like Glenn Youngkin, it, the reverberations will be felt for years. So what do you think they're willing to do? I say anything. They're figuring it out right now. Youngkin's going to need every bit of those eight points. I'm telling you right now, McAuliffe's not going to show up. There, there's not going to be a 45% next to Terry McAuliffe when it's all said and done. Youngkin's got to get over 50. He's got to get over 50. He's, he's, you know, I don't know if there's a third candidate. I don't know if it's one of those things where it's going to be straight 51, 49, you know, who knows? I just, I think it's, he's in a similar situation that we knew Trump was in. He's got to overperform. This is a good, a good side. I wasn't comfortable with this going in neck and neck in the polls. To me, that means the left has an advantage because of the games they play. And we know Virginia is now a blue state, so we, who knows what shenanigans they can try to pull off on election day. I, don't, I can't find anything on what their mail-in ballot rules are. But it's, I mean, they had Stacey Abrams, the Queen Latifah of voter turnout. Big Stacey, that should be enough. She's the one that does this. I'm surprised she doesn't have ballot boxes getting stuffed all over the liberal cities of Virginia, Arlington and everywhere. Boy, it's a big one. I can't believe it's Thursday. I mean, we're just a few days away. So if you want to pray, pray. But we just need massive turnout. Come Tuesday, you know, again, another thing, I don't, you know, I don't, I hope people don't look at the polls and go, ah, Yunkin's so far ahead, maybe I won't make it. Shit. We know millions of Republicans. I know they did that on Trump Day. I know all of these people that were anti-early voting. They were a little bit like the left with COVID. They built that distrust to an odd level. And if you're one of them, 
slap yourself once, we forgive you, move on. You know who you are. If you ended up not voting because Tuesday turned out to be a real shitty day, you lost control, and you drove home past a ballot location, of a poll location, probably 10 times when early in-person voting was available. But you, you, know, you were listening to yourself, and Trump at one point, too, was, I'm voting on the day of. That was stupid. That was stupid. Check yourself. Okay, And if you ended up voting on election day, you took a big risk anyway. But if you've got the time to just know you're going to be somewhere, that's fine. And I hope the typical trend holds out because Republicans typically vote more on election day. That's got to hold too. Well, moving on, let's talk about what's going on in schools, right? The attorney general wants parents arrested for showing up and being mean at school board meetings. At the same time, a Florida school board member chaperoned little children on a gay bar field trip. That's right. First of all, they took kids to a bar. They took, these are small kids. This looks like a kindergarten, first grade class with some of the most obnoxious Karens clearly in the background. Some of the mommies were there with their mask on. Oh, one lady doesn't have her mask on. Honestly, half of them do, half of them don't. What a typical leftist. Some masks, no masks. They all went to a gay bar. Believe me, you didn't need to look it up on Yelp. You walk into this place. It is super gay. Fine. I'm sure they make a great cocktail. But what the hell's going on? By the way, tights, leggings, they're not for everybody. Okay? I know they fit. I know they stretch. But I'm sorry. This picture is just one more example how everybody really shouldn't be wearing leggings. Now, man and woman alike, but ladies, I'm talking to some of you. Looks like you're wearing a form of underwear with your big shirt over it, standing there like you didn't have time to show up. What's going, what is that about? Anyway, it's, it's here to stay. They don't look good on everybody, and I know some of them can be flattering. Too much pattern could be a big risk. But, uh, hey, they're going to a gay bar. Maybe they got excited. I don't know. But what in God's effing name was the purpose of taking its 9- to 10-year-olds? School board member Sarah Leonardi said it was an honor on her. So- Look, what is with the left in thinking being gay is special or something to celebrate? You didn't earn it. There wasn't a boot camp you, you went through. It wasn't a medal you earned, Right? homosexual combat award you didn't you didn't get injured and were given the opportunity to be gay in the form of a I wouldn't say it was a purple heart a pink heart or something like that what what is the deal of being honored to go to a gay bar does this lady know what goes on at a lot of gay bars sorry let's just say they're highly sexually charged and you don't want to go through them with luminol and a black light too often it's worse than a Super 8 motel room. So I've heard. But she's being criticized after saying she was honored. Yeah, she should be. Oh, this is Broward County. Oh, my Lord. Good old Broward County, Florida school board member. This is the ultimate of the guilty, wealthy white ladies. It's like where they specialize in getting together in their covens of liberalism. I was so honored to be invited to chaperone Wilton Manor's elementary field trip to the Incredible Rosies. She posted on Facebook with pictures. The students and I 
had a fun walk over and learned a lot about our community. A huge thank you to Rosie's Bar and Grill for hosting this special field trip every year. I mean, just take take the gay part out. They went to a bar. But they're all sitting around. It's night, it's clean. It's got booths, so it has a they must serve food there too. Maybe they they made them lunch. I don't know. But it looks like a manager or the owner, an older gentleman, is speaking to them. Like, it's like a classroom setup. All the kids are sitting around at tables. What in God's name is this man saying to 9 and 10-year-olds? Is he describing some of their specials? Is he telling them about what night it is the crowd is best? Like, Thursdays are kick-ass. It's, you know, by night. I, I don't know, right? I'm sure karaoke night's a blast. A lot of Culture Club, and Prince gets played, which I like their music. Is that something that these kids need? What is this community shit? Again, whenever you hear liberals talking about community or justice or anything like get the hell out, and these kids are sitting there, and it's like, what does this have to do with school? I mean, can you hear China laughing? A huge thank you for hosting this special field trip every year. I mean, it's clearly because it's gay. And I don't, I have no problem with if they're going to a restaurant, because it's now, it's a bar and grill, right? So if they're going for a lunch and you go to different places in the community, that's fine. But nine to 10 year olds are going to have to wonder, they're wondering why all the rainbow colors, there's a lot of why questions you're going to ask when you're sitting there. And you know, not that they can't handle it. It's just not what schools are supposed to do. And this is why Terry McAuliffe and Democrats are in deep shit. I talked about it before. I knew these issues would burn them. And it should have made for a landslide for Trump had COVID not happened. COVID gave them a pause. And they're arrogant, so they thought it didn't matter. On the target transgender bathroom issues and all these culture wars that were brewing, that were getting hot, they got put on pause, okay, because a disease that has a 1% mortality rate became the most important thing and nothing else mattered to stupid people. But this is, it's just so weird. You got guys in dresses sexually assaulting girls in bathrooms in Virginia, and here you are in Blue County, Broward County, Florida. Kids, moms, and teachers doing field trips to gay bars. Speaking of really odd shit involving young men in women's clothing, cross-dressing man pageant with lap dances and homoerotic innuendo at a Kentucky high school stirs typical outrage. Interesting. I wonder what publication I'm at here. Typical outrage. I just ticked the first, first one. It's called National Zero. wonder what shit I stumbled upon. Um, but... It's kind of a funny site, and it's I know, I know of the story because there is absolute outrage. If you saw the pictures, you've got a kid, and these, these are probably athletes and football coaches. But again, what in God's name are these people doing with children? These are minors, even if it's satire. I mean, this dude, this one kid with nothing on but a pair of shorts, a wig, 
and nylon stockings. I don't know what the fuck these are. They don't even, they don't look, these things wouldn't look good on any woman. But I'm burning my eyes right now for you people. I'm trying to save you from having to look this up. You don't have to, sickos. But, I mean, this one kid's twerking into what looks to be a coach's lap. They're all laughing. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's not good. There's an investigation. And again, this is at a school during school hours. And it's just the perverted shit the left loves. Yeah, the, the article <laughs> opens up white rage porn addicts were in uproar. So these people think that this is only about white rage. I doubt it. I doubt it. I mean, even in Kentucky, it's just, the, in this, the school mascot is the Bulldogs. The whole thing is just wrong. I'm going to get away from this link. If you want to look it up and go down that rabbit hole, God bless you. I'm finished with that. They're all sick. I hate them all. They're perverts and they need to be destroyed. Speaking of perverts, breaking news today. <laughs> this is awesome because I hate Andrew Cuomo. I do. He's a piece of shit that all your liberal friends worshipped for a year. He got an Emmy Award, which was has been since taken away. And there are new charges with forcible touching. And they're saying Cuomo's expected to be arrested next week. So this is no longer a civil matter that he's been dealing with, with accusations, potential lawsuits. Now there's a case, an accusation that is sexual assault, forcible touching. Fucking Mario, what are you going to do with your brother still right now as I speak, probably anchoring his stupid show on CNN primetime with the worst audience that's been tanking for months. I mean, they are dropping faster than Bill Clinton's pants on an average night in Little Rock. They're going down. No pun intended. Well, Mario is too. Or Andrew. Mario was his dad. Who knows what he was up to. It's a different day and age, Andrew. You can't get away with the shit your dad probably did. And Chris is freaking out. The CNN anchor Chris Cuomo's got to be freaking out because he's had some accusations floated out there. This will embolden somebody. Good. If Chris Cuomo pulled the same shit Brother Andy did, I hope he goes down to God, that'd be fantastic. Who's Don Lemon going to fawn over, going to cry to when they hand off from Don Lemon's pathetic show over to Chris Cuomo? But yeah, let's see how the press covers it. I, I, I will predict if Andrew Cuomo's arrested next week, not one major media outlet on the left will even talk about it. I mean, this is a former governor of New York, one of the power states, one of the most wealthy states in the country of the world. I mean, it's New York. This is a massive story. They won't talk about it. Because the problem is they're all on record, especially the women. These female journalists are, they're perverts too. They're weird. Because I don't know what goes on when the cameras go off in their minds, but they, when they get, when they lose a little control while the, while the tape is rolling, they fawn in a really uncomfortable way over guys like Andrew Cuomo. And there's a lot of footage over these supposed champions of social justice, champions of feminism, fawning over Andrew Cuomo. And boy, did he love it. Well, too much spotlight for Andy. Now it's all falling apart. Good. Let me know where the ashes are. I'd be glad to stop by and piss on them. 
Let's go over to Politico because when things are going bad for Democrats, I like to go to the more liberal websites. It's fun, right? Let's rain on their parade. They got a great ad running. God, Luli Fama of Miami is apparently a company that makes really kick-ass swimsuits and hires very strong models, very healthy young ladies. And that ad is posted across the place. I mean, this is great. Let's just think for a moment what the Politico staff looks like and what these women (laughs) say about the sexualization of swimsuits, of sports. Do they have any idea (laughs) that, I mean, it's a scrolling ad, so there's nothing, nothing but Melania Trump poses women swimsuits these are bikinis there's one there's one one piece there that's it everything else is just strong and it's like i mean they range in price just in case you're wondering from 144 dollars to as low as 79 and they're having a sale and i'm not going to click on it now because we can go way off way off topic i already have but it's just the ad is there and it's it just won't stop okay i'm gonna close it there's an x i gotta put this away thank god Report this ad. I might. I might report it to Politico. What would the ladies think? But Politico's upset, so I'm happy, that Dems have had to punt, again, the House infrastructure vote in blow to Biden agenda. First of all, there's Biden's agenda is dead. It can't, it can't take any more, quote, blows or hits. It's down for the count. It's face down in the dirt. No vitals. So it's going to need a Jesus Christ level resurrection. There's no agenda. But it opens up the left is frustrated over pared back social spending. So what happened today is Biden came out and boy, did he sound stupid reading from the teleprompter, trying to get everybody excited about what is now a $1.75 trillion infrastructure bill and budget. And this is probably something and I didn't predict this a couple days ago because I wasn't very happy with Manchin. I don't think this is anything moderate. Cinema, the other holdout has said they're making progress. And Biden talked about a framework. So there's no actual, there wasn't an actual bill yet. They're printing it out now. I think it's like 2,400 pages. And the squad and the super Libby Libs are now unhappy. So they might have gotten Manchin and Cinema, but... They got to keep the House votes that they need. And there are a lot of Democrats. I believe they need 218 votes in the House just to get it to the Senate. There are a lot of Democrats. People are speculating that if they don't think they can get 218, they won't vote for it. They don't want to be part of voting for a losing bill. And really, Nancy Pelosi won't take it to the floor. She doesn't do that. So if she can't have her whip. I don't know who the majority whip is, right? The the representative who goes around and basically like flexes and makes promises and gets the votes. If she can't even whip to 218 votes, it won't see the floor. This bill as it is will never have life, won't even be debated. But this is the problem the Democrats have had. They have let the cancer of big government socialism fester to the point that it's really affected all of them to include Joe Biden, who used to be supposedly a moderate. He wasn't. He was liberal. 
but he used to not be what he is now, which is just a dawdling old fool and a socialist. And Nancy Pelosi's right there with him. She just wants to get the votes. She just wants to defeat Trump. She just wants to maintain power and feel out if she's going to run again. So Biden comes out, talks this thing up, doesn't take any questions because there's a lot of things people would have wanted to ask, but Biden walks away. It's always awkward. He's good at it, seeing his back. And immediately, Bernie Sanders is pissed. Ilhan Omar, those squad members, they're pissed, right? The liberal, the big caucus of 40-something, they vote one way. Their leader, she's mad. They're not supporting it. So the bill's dead. There There is no infrastructure. And the greatest line today, I'm surprised it's not getting more play. I think people had fallen asleep. While Biden was talking this thing up, he claimed that people are living in such fear that when they go across bridges in their communities, they have to hold their breath. That I mean, we need bridges updated and repaired, but is there anybody going across a bridge in their car that they're so afraid they hold their breath every time? What is this bridge crossing? Where is this? This Indiana Jones danger bridge that people risk life and limb every day driving across. This is just, again, he's like Dick Kephart used to do, make up shit. I don't want people to suffer. People having to drive across dangerous bridges in their Teslas. But yeah, this is, uh, I mean, Politico has a piece. Biden tries, stumbles, selling his domestic agenda into existence. The wheels keep turning, but what progress is actually being made? This is from the White House political reporter, um, Politico reporter. And talks about Biden's speech. On Thursday, the White House triumphantly introduced a framework for the big social spending package that's taken months to negotiate. Biden delivered a White House speech, period. That's all you can say about it. It was awful. It was awful. He promised to rebuild the backbone of the country, the middle class. So this time, everybody comes along. Read a copy obtained by Politico. The Build Back Better framework does just that. Now, this was all designed, according to Politico, to portray the proposal as a historic investment in jobs. And Biden went on about a bunch of bullshit. Talking about plumbers, which is interesting, because Lori Lightfoot, Democrat mayor of Chicago, was just booed at a plumbers union meeting last night, or a couple day before yesterday. The House on Thursday, however, so Biden does this big dong and pony show. The House on Thursday evening said it wouldn't be voting on the president's infrastructure bill until next week at the earliest. And it's an open question as to whether more time will even help advance the bill and the climate and the social spending package. Oh, my God, this thing. I mean, it's still $1.75 trillion. And these greedy sons of bitches on the left don't think they're getting enough. This is awesome. Keep stepping on it, Joe. Real quick, Ireland has a massive new COVID outbreak despite 91% vaccination rate. Now, this is from Jim Hoft at the Gateway Pundit. I'm not doubting the numbers because I've heard, I heard on Joe Rogan that way more than half the patients in the hospital in the UK are vaccinated. Now, there's something wrong and it's not, we can't just say vaccines don't work. Well, that vaccine's not working. I mean, that's the whole point is to protect you. That was the big thing the data showed with certainty is that vaccinated patients when exposed to COVID, when sick with COVID, were less likely to go to the hospital. It's one of the positives I factored into getting the vaccine. Now, I know the UK had AstraZeneca. 
I'm going to assume Ireland did too. It doesn't talk about it in here. Um, but this is pretty crazy. I'm not going to say if true. I have no reason not to believe it, but I'm going to do some digging here. 91% vaccination rate. And they're having a massive new outbreak. Oh, God. We will see. We will see. Because we know, there's a reminder, we know that if they can get away with it, talk about some new variant, they'll bring it all back here if they can. Moving on to something from CNN politics, it's fun to read, especially when Donald Trump pisses off the left. He apparently wrote an open letter that was published by the Wall Street Journal. So he wrote an open letter to the editor of the Wall Street Journal, and they published it. And Chris Kaliza, oh God, sickening leftist that he is at CNN, he's a CNN editor at large, he is really upset about it, which is meaning it's honest, it's automatically awesome for me, for you, if Chris Kaliza is upset. Because Chris Kaliza is the guy that was writing with certainty that Trump would be impeached and removed from office because of Russia collusion. And we've got receipts. Those articles are still there. But they don't like that Trump is calling out the results in Pennsylvania in the article. Remember, this is a big lie. Everything was made up about the election being a fraud or there being any bit, little bit of impropriety in all the people, the 5,000 of them, that wrote sworn statements under penalty of the law that they're all lying. It's a big lie. They're going to keep saying that. They'll never look at anything going on in Arizona. There's still stuff. The Attorney General of Arizona is going to prosecute some people for something. There's a lot of bad stuff that went on. And now Wisconsin has a sheriff that's going to turn over an investigation to their state attorney general for all kinds of election problems. CNN won't cover it because now any impropriety, any potential fraud shows that it wasn't all a big lie. Even if the election results wouldn't have overall changed, they're so stupid and they're so emotional, they're so fucked up, they invest in something all in early right? Like Michael Brown was a victim when Obama's DOJ came out and said, nope, he wasn't. The shoot was good after they ruined, ruined Officer Wilson's life, after they made up and lied about the phrase, what was it? No hand, hands up, don't shoot. Hands up, don't shoot. He never said it. That was confirmed. He never said it in an investigation by Obama's DOJ. You can't say that. You can't, you can't mention it because the left invested in an early, it's gospel. Alec Baldwin's still a prick, in case you're wondering. The actor who accidentally shot Rust cinematographer Helena Hutchins was spotted shopping in Vermont. What is this, a week later? There he is, mask on. Looking old, bro. This was on October 21st when he shot this woman. And what is it? It's the 28th, right? That's one week. One week later. One week after shooting somebody through the chest, almost killing the person behind her. This guy's got the balls to go out luxury shopping in Vermont. It's who they are. Don't hide it. Don't be afraid to call them out. They're fucking evil people. They don't care. He was upset in the beginning. I thought maybe he had a heart. I think he was upset and worried about his career and his legacy and nothing more like the sociopath he is. And he ran to the family and he's made them promises to make them rich. And guess what? The sheriffs in New Mexico don't give a shit, Alec. You, you brought a low-budget film with low-budget safety standards as the producer to a state that still has some red areas, dude, especially where there's a lot of dirt and scenes 
to be shot and location scouts find where they find these these old west style areas it ain't in albuquerque dude it isn't in liberal santa fe you're out in county area bro where they carry 44 magnums on their hip and shotguns that'll blow you in half in the back of their trucks those are the guys that are looking into your criminal negligence and let's just forget the fact that you didn't check your weapon and that you smoked this girl, this poor thing. You pointed a gun at her. And by the way, if anybody in your life calls it a prop gun, they're a dick too. Because that's just what they're trying to do is decharge the word. Prop gun instead of gun. No, it's a gun. All right? If I go to a liquor store and use this prop gun, I will be charged with armed robbery when I'm arrested. Right? It, the, the charge isn't different because, oh, wait, it's a prop gun from a movie. Yet it works. It operates. It fires live rounds when you fucking load it. And guess what you're supposed to do when you're handed a, I don't, he said cold gun. You, what does that even mean when you're handed a weapon that's going to be firing any type of round? It means you check it. And he was negligent in not doing it. Now, of course, this lady's from Hollywood, so she's probably married to a beta. Like, I don't know if you saw the subway footage of a black guy punching a white lady in the face because they got in an argument. This guy was losing his shit, and everybody cowered. He's not even that big. Right in front of his kids, he punched a woman. And a New York husband boyfriend stood there cowering. I'd have murdered the guy. And I had told his kids to pay attention, make sure you watch and learn as I kill your father for punching my wife or anybody else's wife. You see the video. I can't watch it anymore. I get so enraged. I want to track the guy down. I want to see him, and I want to beat him into submission. And I want to do it to Alec Baldwin now. I've thought about it, and this lady has a ballless wonder for a husband who's cooperating and talking to Alec Baldwin. Not only was he the guy that shot her, he's the producer. He's the man in charge. He's the one that had already had complaints against him in his movie for being a low-budget, unsafe project. Dude's in trouble. He knows it. He's got lawyers on retainer that probably take a hundred grand from him a month just to be on his speed dial and answer in one ring, it might not be enough. There is a criminal investigation as it should be in New Mexico, and Alec Baldwin should be officially questioned and on record told not to leave the country. He's a privileged prick, he's a hypocrite, and I think he might go down. We can only hope, because he killed a woman. And he created and tolerated an environment that was dangerous and contributed criminally to her death. Last story, last topic, and it's awesome because we love Texas. Texas Governor Abbott told Newsmax today, we're securing our border since Biden won't. There's another caravan of thousands of migrants, thousands of future Biden voters, thousands of future nanny state participants on their way to the Texas border. Texas got some money. They're dropping $3 billion of the state taxpayers' money. And I guarantee you, you talk to most Texans, they don't care. Spend it, baby. They're growing. And, and it, you know, Eric Bowling, who's on now on Newsmax, which is great. I'm glad because he used to be at Fox, and I really liked the guy. He said he was told um, by Abbott, listen, we have to do it. We have to secure our border while the federal government twiddles its thumbs. And that's what they've done. They're ignoring it. They don't want to deal with it. It's not a winning issue with Democrats. 
It's a racist issue. So good for Greg Abbott. Good for him. Because they are monitoring this caravan. There's at least 2,000 migrants from Central America coming. And right now, Mexico is not doing anything. And I can't blame them. I heard a great interview today with somebody that used to be with Homeland Security. And he was working with Mexico during when Trump was president. And Mexico had to kind of listen because we were making efforts. We were part of the partnership in stopping these illegal crossings. Mexico was willing to do what they were told. And we told them, Trump told them, we're too strong. We're their neighbors and they know they're lucky. And so they did what they were told. They cooperated. Now they have no incentive to. The Biden administration, the DOJ, their Department of Homeland Security, they don't want the Mexicans to stop these migrants coming. And they won't. It goes on to say Texas will be ready to push back the caravan as well as others, goddamn right, who are trying to enter the United States illegally. And there's talk of some $450,000 per person settlement from the Biden administration. Now they're talking about all the families that were separated. It's not to every one of them, but apparently it's like going to be a blanket settlement. You can imagine all these ambulance chasing lawyers were all over this. Apparently there are lawsuits. There are people suing people that came here illegally are suing our government for the separation thing. And now they want to just hand them all checks for 450 grand. That's what they want. They're paying the people. Now, you imagine the people in the caravan hearing this? Shit, I would try to get separated from my kids. Right? Tell them to swallow or, or do whatever you got to do to implant like a homing beacon, kid. I don't care where you got to put it. Suck it up. I'll find you and we'll get half a million bucks. Huh? Muy bien. Gracias. Andale. You know, I mean, however you got to do it. If you can't swallow it, Shit. Make it work. I'll find you. Maybe I won't right away, but we'll have a shit ton of money. But it's been unbelievable, Abbott said. First, they've abandoned the border, and now they're not enforcing the law. So Texas is stepping up. I'm not surprised. The culture war wages on. We're going to win. Biden must go down. And I'll talk to you before next Tuesday. God, I just want to get it over with, and we want to see Glenn Young can win. I can feel it. This poll from Fox is a great indication. Let's just hope Virginia Republicans keep up the fantastic work. Thanks for listening in, everybody. I really appreciate it. And um, keep. Uh, I, I get a few emails or on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter or Instagram. Love seeing the messages. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. God bless.